0: Like, I don't know what all the fuss is about, why people say it's, like, terrible or so hard. I never found it was difficult or, you know, or even, like, expensive. People say that, too. I'm like, these beans aren't expensive. (laughs) You're buying, like, a $40 filet. I'm over here eating a $2 bag of beans. Listen.
1: everyone, welcome back to the podcast. So good to have you back on. Thanks for bringing me along to your ride, your run, the gym, your work. Although you shouldn't be listening to me while you're working, but don't worry, I won't tell anyone. Seriously, thank you guys so much for taking your time to listen to this episode. This episode is brought to you by FitBod, the number one fitness app out in the App Store. FitBod not only tracks your progress in the gym, but it also creates a custom workout for you. Meaning it takes into consideration the equipment that's available to you and the type of workout you wanna do, whether you wanna build muscle, whether you want to build strength. You tell the duration that you want and it'll give you exactly what you're looking for. And it pretty much has any exercise that you can think of inside that app. Anything from barbell workouts to machines to dumbbells, body weight exercises to chin-ups, ab exercises, literally anything. And it has a capability to be connected with other health apps as well. So if you want them all communicating you can certainly do that. I personally connected to my Apple Health app because I can just track everything conveniently into one app. So all my dietary apps, all my exercise apps are communicating with Apple Health and I can just open Apple Health, see how many calories I've taken in and how many calories I've burned. So like I said, Fitbod is a sponsor of this show. They're giving you guys a free trial plus a discount by visiting fitbod.me slash bananiac, F-I-T-B-O-D dot slash B-A-N-A-N-I-A-C. Hit that 50 second playback if you guys want to catch that link or check out the show notes down below. But they're giving you guys a sweet discount and it's already cheap. I mean, it's $4.99 for a monthly membership, which is nothing. Plus you get that awesome Bananiac discount. So you're welcome. And for those that have downloaded FitBod, I've been hearing your guys' messages. Thank you so much for sending them to me and what you guys think about the app. I definitely dig it too. It's something that I first started using as a consumer then I reached out to them. I'm like, hey, I really dig what you guys are doing. Do you guys want to partner up and spread the word about what you're doing? They're like, totally. So they help provide a discount offer to you guys. And when you guys help support the app, it helps support this podcast. So at the end of the day, we're all winning. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you guys want more valuable content, you guys can head to Bananiac.com, B-A-N-A-N-I-A-C.com. I have Bananiac Simple Vegan recipes. 25 of the most simple and tasty whole food plant-based recipes that I make in my kitchen. I have an Amazon banner there that you guys can use to do all your shopping while helping support this podcast. And if you guys hit the resource page on the site, you guys can find books, documentaries on veganism, stuff for your kitchen. You guys can find the camera gear and audio gear that I use to record these podcast episodes and make YouTube videos, vegan supplements, and a whole lot more stuff. So that's all there should you guys want to check any of that out. And thanks to everyone who has taken the time to give this podcast a five-star rating. If you haven't already, head to applepodcast.com, go on This Is Banana's landing page and give this podcast a five-star rating. Do all the stuff. I'm on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. You guys can watch the video versions of these podcast episodes on there. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's get into this episode. I'm here with Tony Presley. She is a 30-year-old professional soccer player for the Orlando Pride soccer team. The Orlando Pride soccer team is the sister team of Orlando City. Tony has played soccer around the United States as well as the world, and she was once on the u twenty three national team for the u s a She grew up in Florida, as many of you guys know. I love Florida. it's my second home. I used to live there a few years ago, and it was cool to connect with her about that and uh this episode is really about you know how she got started as a soccer player, how she got into all this and became a professional soccer player for the Orlando Pride team, and basically how she got into veganism how she started eating plant-based the benefits that she saw what she eats in order to be on top of her game and a bunch of other cool topics i mean tony was a very chill and down-to-earth human really enjoyed talking with her about not only soccer about the other stuff that we talked about as well so i hope you guys dig this episode here is tony presley tony nice to meet you i'm tino nice to meet you Cool, welcome to the show. Uh I, I wanted to start off with that because everyone always says my name Tony. But now, now there's no excuse.
0: There's no
1: excuse. Dude, I gotta say, you live in one of my favorite cities, Orlando. It's so awesome. I've been I, I used to live in Florida. I used to live in Miami, a little bit of Daytona. And so I got to visit Orlando many times. And uh like some of my favorite restaurants are there. Have you ever been to Ethos mm. or leguminati
0: Ethos, let me tell you, it has my favorite the lasagna there. Have you had it?
1: Yes, oh. yeah, that I've had the Samsung burger, I've had the uh the sheep's pie have you ever had that
0: oh my gosh,
1: yeah, but that that is good though
0: mm-hmm. it's okay, so and their brunch is unbelievable,
1: yes, their scrambled tofu and yeah, their pancakes, love it, love it. Well, Tony, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, it's so so great to chat with you. Um, you're a professional soccer player for the Orlando Pride team, mm-hmm. and uh, you're a vegan, and I thought it'd be so awesome to chat with you. So again, yeah, thank you for your time.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to speak with you.
1: Definitely. So yeah, tell me um, how this all started for you. Did you grow up in Florida?
0: Yeah, so grew up in Melbourne, Florida, so kind of a little bit down the road from Orlando, not too far. Um, And yeah, I've been playing soccer since probably the age of maybe five or six and just been playing soccer my entire life and um, got to go to Florida State to continue to play. And then, you know, once my collegiate career ended, um, was presented the opportunity to go professional. So um, I did so. And actually, the league um, folded once I got drafted. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, ended up going overseas to Russia for almost a year to play, which was an experience, but, uh, glad I did it. And then, um, yeah, I've been back playing in the States ever since.
1: Right on. That's awesome. Yeah. I I was a soccer player myself back in the day, uh, (laughs) back in like middle school, high school, I played and I tried out for my college, uh, you know, my college, um, team and I did not like, it was me and this other kid did not make the team. And I was like yeah, I'm not going to become a soccer player, but I've always enjoyed the the sport. And I still like whenever the world cup or like a big games on, um, you know, I, I try to follow it. It, It's something I grew up with and my family being from Greece, you know, um, it's, it's huge anywhere in Europe and especially outside the U S but now over, I would say the past few years, it's definitely grown in the U S as well. And I'm super stoked. More people are getting into the sport, but, um, it sounds like you got into this game very early. Uh, you said, um, you know, while you were a young child, um, was this something that your parents kind of like, you know, guided you to or was this something that you wanted uh, from that early age?
0: I think my mom just kind of uh, put me in to soccer when I was young. I kind of was like, OK, like, here we go. Let's do it. I didn't really try any other sports. Um, I did like track in high school, but I think soccer kind of was always um something I was pretty good at from a young age so just playing just came like it was just fun for me naturally so I was never like questioning it or like like mom why do I gotta do this I want to go do something else so I think just the love um of the game and for the game was always there for me at a young age
1: yeah and you mentioned track right you ran track um I, I did it in high school and it was like something I was like, yeah, you know, I'll cross train for soccer whatever. I hated it. I don't know what your thoughts are about running. I, I am not a runner
0: whatsoever. You no, know, I've come to like running. I I think in my, earlier in my career, I would say I probably hated running, but I think uh, it gets easier the more you do it, obviously, you know, things get easier the more you do it, but um Yeah, I think now I like kind of enjoy it sometimes, especially when I need like an outlet or something to like get away, clear my head. And but yeah, but back then track for me was basically to get out of school. Like we got to leave school early and I was like, yeah, this is sick. This is sick. I'm getting out of class. (laughs) I'm going to go hang with my friends. Uh, Yeah, um, good times.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Good excuse to get out of there for sure. Um, nice. That's awesome. That's so cool uh, to be able to relate to that. Um, so yeah, you, you played throughout high school. Um, and then how did, uh, college soccer come into play? Was it something you like chose to go to school to study something specifically, or did you just go because you knew you could play soccer at that level?
0: Um, I think it just, I think I was about like the eighth or ninth grade, um, school started like approaching me to like, uh, um, to recruit me to go. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'll go play soccer in college and get a degree and um, whatnot. So I was actually, like, committed to Florida, U- University of Florida for a year. And then, like, once I found out, like, most of my, like, soccer friends were going to Florida State, I was like, oh, well. <laughs> I called them, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't come here anymore. <laughs> I <laughs> changed my mind. <laughs> Oh, God! It was like the most awkward conversation, but um, so glad I decided um to go to Florida State. I think um, I think everything happens for a reason. I think it guided me um in the right direction when it comes to soccer, and um, yeah, I really enjoyed my time there, and it was great,
1: right on yeah. you said eighth or ninth grade
0: yeah, they were recruit they recruit kids so young.
1: My God, you're like a baby. I then. know. It's
0: like, I don't even know what I want for dinner. Like, how can I know <laughs> what, what school I want to go to, what I want to study? For sure. Wild.
1: That's crazy. W- were they um inviting you out to practice with like college teams at that age?
0: No, they just like kind of like uh, see you in like showcases and tournaments and they're like, hey, you know, we, we like you, we uh, want can you like verbally commit to like maybe wanting to come here? And I don't really know what the rules are anymore of like, when you can go visit the campuses and whatnot. But yeah, you like go visit and see if you like it. And it's, it's, it's something.
1: That's interesting. Wow. That's awesome. Um, What did if you don't mind me asking, what did you study in college?
0: Criminal justice. Yeah, it wasn't oh, dude. It, <laughs> well, well, badass. I know. Yeah, it's great. I really loved it. It wasn't my first choice. My first um major was exercise science. Uh, but it got to be a little too hard. Uh some of my professors like wouldn't let me miss for like soccer. Um and then I was like, I can't take chemistry. This is too much.
1: Yeah, like, I feel you on not. <laughs> I'm never
0: gonna need it. Why do I need to know? But yes, criminal justice was cool. It's very interesting. I loved every minute of it, and some of the professors that I had were awesome. So I'm glad I chose. Right that. on. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it for me, like I so I'm a nutritionist, and I had to take a ton of chemistry, and it sucked so much. Like I did not like chemistry at all. Um, I could see how that's relevant, but yeah, to, uh, criminal justice sounds super awesome. I actually considered it for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely very important field, but um. Yeah. So, so, uh, you were in college, right? You were, um, playing soccer while studying. Uh, what, what was the the moment you realized you could go pro that you could go beyond college? Do you remember when that was?
0: I don't, I think there's never a real moment of like, aha, like I could go play professionally. I think it was kind of always this like natural process and transition. Um, even like collegiately it's like oh like I play soccer like this is what I'm doing like this is like the next step so like it never really was like oh I guess I can do this now I re- never knew that or whatever but um no I think it was just a natural thing and it was just what was going to happen for me and um yeah just lucky to be doing it still so I think this is like my 8th year now god,
1: wow god
0: graduated college in two thousand twelve. I'm almost
1: thirty. God. <laughs> Dude, yeah, sick. Yeah, when's when's your birthday? It's
0: February nineteenth.
1: Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. So uh yeah man you're hitting big thirty. I just uh I just hit twenty nine so it's next year for me. Yeah oh
0: I'm older than you scary
1: <laughs> but right on uh so when you were in college I'm just curious like obviously you know college like people party um they can definitely get off track you know, you hear about the freshmen 15, where kids will put on 15 pounds just from drinking alone and all the junk food that they're eating. Um, how was your college experience, and how did you manage to stay focused and, uh, you know, really um, committed to, to playing soccer with all of that going around you?
0: I think uh, the program at Florida State and our coaching staff made it very easy to be focused. Um, you know, I don't know. I think my collegiate coach, he was very good at treating us like professionals and having us, um, be accountable in our actions and, um, kind of like everyone wanted to be there for soccer. So there wasn't too many girls who kind of strayed from this goal that we had of like winning national championship being the best we could be every day because I think our coaching stuff kind of instilled that in us in the beginning like hey this is like what this program is about like if you don't want that like you're out of here which is awesome so he's like he didn't really care like how good you were like if you're not doing what you need to do like ciao so right yeah I think just having him and uh made it so easy, and I think it made it easier to transition to professional um, soccer that much easier as well, because, you know, here I am at the collegiate level already, you know, taking care of my body, like, holding myself accountable, what am I doing off the field, Um, things like that, so just having that as a freshman at the age of 18 already, like, is a game changer, Um, but I didn't really do too much partying I did a little bit like when we had some free time but because like we're all like so dedicated to soccer like we're like nah it's not you know not what we're about right now so we were responsible
1: yeah yeah as you should have been that's that's awesome right on I mean it's so important to having positive role models in your life like that especially when you're trying to push yourself beyond what most people are trying to do like you know, how many people get to be a professional soccer player? And that's super important that you were focused and really after that goal. Um, and while you were in college, were like teams coming or I'm um, like like coaches and, and um, people coming out to scout you guys to watch you play? And how did you get involved with the clubs? Because you've played with a, a few clubs after college.
0: So I think I'm sure they do like did come out and watch games and like uh, even when we were on um tv the televised games they would watch but um the women's like soccer draft is a little bit different than most drafts I think like we just um enter online like if we want to be a part of it and they get this like list I think of like who's entered and they kind of like go through and like pick and um I think I mean I mean when I got drafted, like it was online, so <laughs> it's not like a oh, tel- interesting. Yeah, it's not like a televised thing, which I don't know we we still have a long way to go,
1: yeah, can you talk a little bit about that like how is women's professional soccer versus men's like what are some of the differences and similarities and areas that you feel um women's soccer um really needs oh, to to focus on? How
0: long do you have
1: <laughs> Go for it, it's all yours
0: um well. Just a few things off the top of my head, uh facilities like just where we're training uh locker rooms um you know some clubs are like still doing their own laundry uh they don't have proper like change room showers um proper training fields like um you know some clubs might be using i don't know they don't have like a dedicated field just for them um Thankfully, like some do, which is awesome. And um, now that um, I now being in Orlando, I think, you know, I've been very lucky to be here. I'm going on my fifth year and um, I love how professional it is here. Um, And we're actually the first starting this season. We're going to have our own facility like dedicated just for us. Which is awesome, um like separate from men, our men's side, and um which is great, so it's like locker room, training room, gym, fields, um so I'm very excited about that, um so yeah, I think facilities and things like that, number one, number two, um like the pay gap, um you know, still not getting enough for like the work that we do. um, it is coming a long way, but you know. I understand, you know, it takes time to get where it needs to be and like it does depend on other things, probably like sales and whatnot. Um but we're getting there. I think you can see that now that um uh New Jersey, the sky blue team, they're now gonna be playing at Red Bull Arena, which is awesome. It's a MLS stadium, so that's huge for us and huge for them. So Um, we're making, we're making little baby steps. We're getting there. Um, But it's, it'll be awesome to see like years when I'm like years from now, like when I'm done playing, like what it's going to look like. Um, But yeah, it's getting there.
1: Yeah, it's good. And it's good to be vocal about it too. I mean, it's good to raise awareness about these um, differences and very important issues that are going on so they can be addressed. And it sounds like um, it's moving towards a good direction. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and your guys stadium, obviously, uh, you, you guys share it with your brother team, right? Orlando Mm -hmm. health.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, we share with, uh, yeah, Orlando city.
1: Orlando city. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I've passed that a few times on, uh, what is that? I four.
0: The worst, the worst highway.
1: Oh my God. Don't (laughs) even get me started, (laughs) but yeah, it's super. Yeah. It's huge. That's awesome. Um, And yeah, you, uh, talking a little bit about some of the other clubs you played and you mentioned you used to play in Russia, right? Mm -hmm. Um, how was that experience like?
0: I, it was, you know, it being my first professional experience, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I ended up going over with, um, a collegiate teammate of mine who was Russian American. So it made like translation and like getting around and speaking and playing, um, like, just communication on the field a lot easier for me, um, and the city I was in was cool. She had family in Moscow, so we would, like, go visit them quite often, so um, I really enjoyed it. It it was awesome to kind of, like, be on my own in a different country, like, for the first time, like, living anywhere, um, and I always, like, would think it would be cool to, like, just leave and, like, leave my phone at home and, like, kind of, like, just be in the moment and Um, I think I missed that a lot, just like being able to walk everywhere and leave my phone and not have to worry about anything, but
1: yeah. um, Yeah. And just being in like a brand new environment, mm -hmm. it must be, I mean, you probably grow so much because of that. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I think it it definitely forced me to be a little bit more independent. Um, and I learned a new language, uh, (laughs) which is, can you speak Russian? I can. Um, probably not very wow. well and i'm a little rusty i've been i have the app duolingo to like keep me fresh sometimes yeah um, but yeah i think while i was there god it seems like ages ago
1: yeah no i was just going to ask tony uh, how does this work like forget like the living part like in a different country just playing different teams mm-hmm. and people coming on a te- just a team alone from different countries how does communication work like with refs, mm-hmm. with uh, teammates, opponents? How does that all work?
0: I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was in um, Russia, like no one spoke English. So I like had no choice to learn. Right. And, you know, obviously, like when you're um, immersed into a culture like that, it is the easiest way to learn a language. Um So I picked it up really quickly because I had to communicate. Like, soccer, you have to communicate on the field. Um, So I was picking up things here and there. And, you know, here we do have, um, in America, on my team, we have um, some foreigners who English is not their first language. But um, we have, like, translators and things like that. So that is another option as well. Um, I had a friend play in Japan, and she had her uh, her own translator. Um, So it's definitely doable. And then I think, you know, it's, it's cool to like learn a different language. So some people like take classes to learn. And um, I think here, uh, well, usually overseas, some of the girls do know English as well. So it can be helpful for Americans or anyone who speaks English going to a non-English speaking country. But I think, at the end of the day, it's soccer,
1: right? So Right. Yeah. You like call someone's name and they look <laughs> at you, they pass you the ball. I hear you. Yeah. But it, yeah, that's great. I mean, I would imagine, like you said, most people these days probably know how to speak English. Um, but that's awesome there. There's translators around. And, um, so you, you lived, you played in Russia for a little while. How did you get connected with Orlando Pride?
0: Well, so when I was in Russia, like I said before, I I went to Russia because the league in America had folded. So I went there. And then while I was there, um, a new league um, then started, which is the league I'm currently in now. So um, when I was done playing in Russia, I was like, oh, cool. Like, I want to go back home. Like, it'd be great to be playing back in America. That's what I really want to do. So um, my agent got me in um, contact with the club in DC. So I was, that's the first place that I went. So played in DC for a few years and I've been all over. I've been in DC and then I went to New York and then got traded to Houston. Uh, yeah. And then
1: (laughs) do you play in RFK stadium?
0: No, we played, um, so we're the, Washington Spirit, but we played in uh Maryland. So our stadium was in uh gators or Germantown Maryland.
1: Oh wow. That's not too far from me.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, I love it. Nice. I really I love I loved it there. I, and I love DC. It's so cool.
1: Oh uh, yeah. It's awesome. I mean I'd, sometimes I take it for granted. I'm like, monuments, like what? <laughs> but then everyone like freaks out about them when they come and yeah. visit. So for sure. Um And, and, you know, you must've been stoked too, because not only were you coming back to the States, you were coming back to your state. Mm -hmm. You were coming back to Florida, um, which I imagine is most of your family still there.
0: Yeah. So I was in Houston at the time and then, um, Orlando was going to come into the league and, um, I got picked up by Orlando from Houston, um, five years ago, I guess now, um, And, yeah, when I found out that Orlando was going to have a team, I immediately was like, whoa, like it would be awesome to, like, go play in my home state near my family. Um, So when I got picked up, I was super stoked. And um, it's awesome. You know, my family comes to almost every home game. And I love Florida. It's sunny. I hate it when it rains. But, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I just love it here.
1: Yeah. No, me too. I I love Florida. I consider it, like, my second home. I freaking love that state. but how does, um, you know, and, and you guys are, are stacked, by the way, in Orlando mm. Pride. You guys have many USA national players as well. Um, I wanted to ask you, and you yourself also played on the national team, I believe the U23, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. How does that work with um, getting on the national team now? Is that something they scout you for or something you try out or you get in contact with someone?
0: So basically, they kind of scout you, right? So you're playing with your club team and or your collegiate team, um, whatever team you're on, and they will either watch your games, um, you know, maybe someone recommends you and they check you out, whether it's like via TV or in person, whether they're however they're watching. And yeah, they'll invite you to um, a national team camp and have a look at you. And um, if they like you, they keep bringing you back.
1: <laughs> yeah, right on. Awesome. I always wondered how that worked and and how people like spread their time between playing their, uh, with their club and like going overseas, um, which yeah. Now, this this also might be a silly question too, but does everyone live in the hometown that they play or do they just Travel for it, or do, do they practice like in their hometown? Like, how does that work?
0: So, everyone, <laughs> it'd be awesome if everyone could play in their like town, but um, so yeah, you just kind of like you, not everyone plays in like the city they're from, but you just go there for work and um, you're there for the season, and um, you know, some girls maybe are staying um, in their um, team city for the entire off season, which is awesome if they have like access to like trainers and um conditioning coaches and things like that um but yeah so when i lived in dc or played in dc or houston or new york i would go there for the season right like work there for the time that um I needed probably like six months or so. And then in the off season, um, some girls do go play in Australia because the season offsets ours, which is awesome. It's a great option. Or, you know, you're going back to wherever you're from your hometown or wherever you're going to go for the off season and continue to train and work out or, you know, pick up a job if you need to. Um, Yeah. I think I'm lucky to be from Florida and like, be living here, which is awesome. So oh, yeah. I get to be here year round. Um so yeah, loving that.
1: Do you cross train at all?
0: Um <laughs> <laughs> I've uh I swim sometimes. It's so hard. Um uh, I'm trying trying to pick up tennis. Trying to pick up tennis. It's very difficult. Play a little bit of badminton. Nothing like seriously but like Yeah, yeah. Things for fun, um, for sure. Makes me realize how like, on or like how terrible my hand-eye coordination is because I'm using <laughs> my feet obviously so much. I'm like, oh my god, what are these? What are my hands for? I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you ever play goalie for fun or anything?
0: No, absolutely not. I'm afraid I'll hurt myself. I look at our girls diving everywhere, and I'm like, how do you guys do that? I would break a rib.
1: Isn't that amazing? Yeah,
0: it's wild.
1: Um, a question about your lifestyle. Uh, so you guys obviously live like a high travel lifestyle for your job, playing soccer in different cities and countries. Um, how does that affect your personal life? Like relationships, friends, families, and how do you, um, how do you deal with that while traveling so often?
0: Um, I think, you know, you just deal with it the best you can. Um, I think, you know, right now, Um i'm you know in a relationship but she happens to be like on the team as well so i see her all the time
1: (laughs) that's awesome
0: (laughs) um but i mean before that it's kind of just like if you're like you say if i was dating someone who you know i don't know just lived in happened to live in florida or anywhere else it's like you you make time when you can and you know when you can't you you know you hope they understand and Um, respect the fact that you're like, you know, wanting to put soccer first and make time for them when you can. And um, yeah, I don't think it's ever really been too big of an issue um, present or past, but yeah, you just gotta, you gotta make time for all things, for all the things.
1: For everything, yeah, because I mean, like any of any of us can get caught up with work, but like there's so many moving parts and other people in our lives. Like you said, yeah, you just gotta make time. Um, is your partner vegan as
0: well? She is currently. Okay. <laughs> I kind of like, nice transitioned her into veganism. She's, I think, just like over a year now. Maybe she's doing well. She's doing well.
1: Um, How long have you been vegan?
0: I think maybe almost three years now.
1: Okay, nice.
0: Yeah, so I'm pretty new, but um, I, lo- I love it. It's so awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What made you go vegan in the first place?
0: Um, I get this question all the time, and I'm sure you do. <laughs>
1: Because it's going to be followed by where do you get your protein? Right,
0: (laughs) all the all the things,
1: all all the questions. Um,
0: I, you know, there's never like there was never one moment in particular that kind of like sparked the transition. I think it was just kind of like, I think at the time I was um, cooking mostly for myself, vegetarian, Um, and I was like, "Uh, well you know, I'm already eating, you know, mostly a vegetarian diet. Why, what, you know, what's the big difference? Why don't, why don't I just go to vegan? If I'm going to, you know, if I'm already eating vegetarian, why not just go?
1: Um,
0: So I just kind of like experimented with a few things and like, I love to cook. So, um, got a cookbook and was making things and I was like, ah, this is great. Like I don't know what all the fuss is about. Why people say it's like terrible or so hard or um, I never found it was difficult or you know or even like expensive. People say that too. I'm like these beans aren't expensive. Do you mean <laughs> it's like the cheapest food yeah, on like, what on what the planet? What you about? You're <laughs> buying like a forty dollar fillet. I'm over here eating a two dollar bag of beans.
1: Right, um, right.
0: But yeah, I think just uh like just me loving to be creative in the kitchen kind of like made it even easier because I was like, oh, like what can I use to substitute, you know, cow's milk or how can I, you know, make like a substitute for like meat? Oh, I can use mushrooms. It's kind of have the same texture or cauliflower or whatever. So it was fun kind of experimenting and getting to trick my friends (laughs) (laughs)
1: well like you said like many people think that going vegan is like you're going to restrict yourself or like you know you're going to deprive yourself of all the foods but like from what it sounds like you started to experience new and different foods that you never had before am i correct right
0: like i i don't think i ever really tried cauliflower that much like but now i like i love it i think it's awesome it can be and i think The thing too, like most people don't realize is like these foods can be used in so many different ways. Like the things people are doing with cauliflower now or even like um, nuts, like it's, it's wild. I'm like, who, who mashed up this cauliflower and decided it was going to be a pizza crust?
1: (laughs) Right. Who is that person? Get them an award.
0: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Or who's like grinding up these, who's soaking cashews in water and grinding them up and making like cheese? Like, huh?
1: Right, right
0: but it's it's so cool. I think you can you really can be so, be so creative and imaginative and I mean, I said like I've said this somewhere else before, but it's like anything's going to taste terrible like if you don't, you know, season it or give it some flavor. Like, yeah. I think that's one thing people have a misconception about like plant foods is like it tastes bad. I'm like, well, everything tastes terrible if you don't season it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you just got to learn how to cook. That's the, that's the issue. That's the
0: real issue. (laughs) You can't cook.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, um, (laughs) so what did your team think about you being vegan?
0: Um, I think, you know, they think it's cool. I think we do have some vegans on the team as well. Like, um, a teammate of mine, Shalina and Alex Morgan, um, as well. And, um, we have a nutritionist of so she's always making sure that like we're taken care of and there's always options for us, um, to have. And, uh, so grateful for that. She's like really on her game and she's like doing blood work for us all the time. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry for like this blood test. Like, I haven't been taking my iron. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. So I, right. know, I need to be better at that. But, um, yeah, I think because we do have a few vegans on the team and because our nutritionists kind of make sure there's always these options the girls do kind of you know they dabble a little bit They're like oh like they'll try the tofu or like whatever plant-based options we have so it's kind of cool to see
1: well I've seen your your videos cooking with Tony which I, I love and the thing about that let me just say a word about that it's not even on your personal page. It's on the Orlando Pride page. And that says a lot. I mean, you like, they must be really behind it. And I love that. I love the the series. Where How did that even start?
0: I think, I think our media team is like, they always have good ideas of like how they can like create content and like get fans and like people involved with us, like kind of behind the scenes or off the pitch or whatever. And um, it was presented to me, yeah, to like do this series of like cooking because they know that I like to cook, and um, the idea was to like make something each week and have different teammates over, um, so you know, fans and could see like what I'm making, and then they could get to know other teammates as well, like just through conversation and whatnot. And it was fun. It's it was a little strange because like I'm not the most comfortable on camera, but it was it was fun getting to cook and like share and uh everyone seemed to love it and like always ask like for the recipes and stuff. So always happy to share that.
1: Yeah. No, you rock it. Are you still continuing with that?
0: Um at the moment no, but you know, you never know what the future holds.
1: Okay. All right, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um talking with you, uh talking about your nutritionist, right? Uh, you guys work with a nutritionist. Um and I don't know how much you can share, but uh are there any specific like recommendations that they tell you guys on how to eat like in terms of um calories or macronutrients?
0: Um I think uh calorie-wise nothing specific, but she's always, you know, at training making sure like uh we get our post-training like shakes we have them like personalized like what we like so for me for example I like any kind of non-dairy milk with garden of life protein some people do like tart cherry with like BCAs um so uh she kind of like tailors everything to like you know as one should to like what we like what we need um but she for me for example she's making sure that you know I'm keeping up with my iron um you know getting the fueling my body directly after with my protein shake um and then kind of like just my daily vitamins my um my b12 and um my my algae oil
1: all right yeah Yeah. for probably omega-3s right
0: yeah it's good for my brain yeah yeah
1: there you go okay right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't want that
0: oh, yeah but, um, okay yeah she's awesome she's like she's on it and she um yeah she's great and she's always making sure we're always taken care of and she's always a source of information so
1: got it um do you have like and you mentioned many of the supplements you take obviously but do you do or have a specific like recovery routine something that you try to do in order to like get you ready for like the next day, whether it's Mm -hmm. training or a game to be in like top shape.
0: Yeah. So I think, um, wow. That is a hard question. Actually. What do I do? So I think, yeah, directly after just making sure I'm getting, um, carbs and protein directly into my body. And then, um, I think just like downtime and like sleep for me, like, I think it's super important sleep and it's something that's not talked about, I think enough. Um, So I think just, you know, making sure I'm getting enough hours, making sure the conditions for my sleep are optimal.
1: Do you get a certain amount of Um, hours that you try to hit? Like, is there a number?
0: I try to get, I try to get eight, at least eight. Um, And then, you know, just like making sure the room's nice and cold so I don't wake up and like, I got a new mattress and it's like been a game changer. Like I never knew, like just, you know, the mattress was all, you know, the difference. Like I'm not waking up in the middle of the night anymore as much. And, um, yeah, I think for me, I think it's the, it's the sleep component of my recovery. Um, and then like when I can, um, massage work, um, soft tissue stuff, um, the Norma Tech boots, things like that.
1: Got it. Hang on. Um, and what would, I know this might be a cliche question, but what would a typical day of eating look like for you, um, if there even is one? Uh, just so people can get an idea if, you know, they're wondering if they should try going vegan and what that should look like.
0: Um, so a typical day, it de- kind of depends on the day that I'm having. So if it's like I'm going to training, like a soccer like we're in season and training. training. Um, I'll have gluten-free oatmeal with uh, some almond milk. I hate cooking my oatmeal with water. It drives me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so I cook it with almond milk and then um, put like some chia seed, hemp seeds, some walnuts, and um, maybe strawberries or blueberries if we have it there at the facility, and uh, some peanut butter. And then post-training is my shake. And then um, for lunch, I'll probably have like a big salad of sorts um, with a protein option of like beans, nuts, um, veggies, uh, tofu. Um, I kind of keep it pretty simple and as clean as I can. Um, And then for dinner... Um, because I do like to cook sometimes I kind of like to experiment with like new recipes or things. So I think that's the, the one, um, uh, meal that kind of just varies. It's not, um, this, uh, the, the same, um, because I do like to cook, but, um, if I'm not in season, I usually, um, depending on my workout, I might fast for breakfast. Like I, um, because I think I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but my nutritionist and I, I know she knows what she's talking about. I just don't know if I'm relaying the information correctly. (laughs) Um, I I was fasting because I'm trying to get my, my, uh, body and myself to create more mitochondria. Mm um, I right? okay. That, so I'm, that, yeah, I'm that's like,
1: interesting. So I'm not sure if if okay, well, I I've never heard of that before. She may be correct, um, okay. but I definitely know that if you do end up fasting, like if you do it like intermittent fasting, that's really good for you because your body starts relying on your fat stores and not using glucose. Uh-huh. So, so right. I mean, <laughs> and you know what that could translate for for somebody who's like listening to this, you know mm-hmm. it it helps with weight loss. Um, I don't know. She probably doesn't want you to lose weight necessarily. Maybe it's for different Mm -hmm. reasons, but I just know that.
0: Right. Okay. So I definitely know I heard the word mitochondria somewhere, but I I don't want to put words in her mouth because (laughs) Um, Well, she
1: definitely knows what she's talking about because you guys have a rocking team. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So basically, yeah. So, um, and then directly after I'll have a protein shake of sorts and then, um, my lunch and then maybe a midday snack and, um, another meal for dinner. Um, I don't usually snack too often. I kind of just like eat another meal if I'm hungry, a small meal. Um, but yeah, I think it kind of just varies. Like I said, if I'm, whether I'm in season or I'm not in season kind of just depends on like what, um, I need, I'm just in season. Obviously it's more demanding on my body. So I, I need a little bit more. Um, when I'm off in off season, I can kind of toy around a little bit. Um, if I'm having a hard day, I, you know, would eat a little bit more if I'm not having such a hard day, I kind of, um, eat a little bit less.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, how about like when you're traveling, like when you're at a weight game, do you find like a local vegan restaurant or do, um, like, does your team cater for you? Mm -hmm.
0: So, um, it varies. So sometimes we'll have, um, catered meals. So usually always the night before the game, we'll have like a catered meal at the hotel. Um, so there's always options for us. Um, and then if we do end up having a little bit of free time, we kind of have the freedom to go wherever we want. Um, so I'm always like looking up like whatever city I'm in, like what's the best vegan restaurant. And it's like always awesome to try like, um, you know, places that I've like seen on Instagram or like, right. Oh, this looks so good. I get to try it when we're in Portland or um, when we're in Maryland or, um, Houston, it's, it's pretty fun, but yeah, always taken care of. So that's never an issue.
1: That's cool. That's awesome. Um, do you have, uh, any particular goals for yourself for, for 2020,
0: 2020? Um, I think just, uh, Hmm. Can they Big be anything? Question. Yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> how, how,
1: how? Yeah, I whether think... it's on the pitch or off.
0: Yeah. I think, okay, we'll do both. So off the field, I think I just want to create more. Um, so I'm really like into like writing poetry and like painting and drawing. So I want to do that more because um, I find, I don't know, I think I need something personally to like kind of get me away from the challenges of soccer sometimes so it's a great outlet and then on the field I think just kind of like I don't know just I don't know playing with more freedom um and just like not really being afraid of anything I think not that I really was afraid of anything before but um not just not being afraid to like try new things or like learn different things or train a different way or implement something into my game that I normally wouldn't. Yeah. So more freedom on and off the field.
1: Okay. I I dig that right on. (laughs) Do you have a page like where like you post starred or I, I know you have your main page.
0: Um, I don't. Um, I think I like posted some paintings like a long, like years ago on it, but no, I don't currently have a page for like art yet. Maybe one day I need to get my collection up.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. awesome. I think I think it's super important. Anyone who's like still super passionate about what they do, whether it's soccer for you or whatever, podcasting, whatever it is. I think it's so important to have that second thing that mm-hmm. you do offhand because, I mean, we get so obsessive with what we do and what we love. But I feel like there's also that point where you can get burnt out. And just having that thing where you can just turn, do that, recharge for a little bit, it, it helps you with the thing that you really love to do.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think what's awesome, too, it's like we're not all like just one thing. We're all so many things. And I think we forget that sometimes. And I certainly do forget that about myself. And I'm like so focused on like being an athlete. And I'm like, so if something's not going right in that aspect, I'm like it's the end of the world, you know, but I have to like always remind myself, like Tony, like you're so many things, like it's, you know, if something is not going right, um, you know, one day at one of those things, it's fine. Like go do something else. Come back to it. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: We're all human. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I I dig that. Yeah. I think that's, Man, that was definitely positive. I love that. that <laughs> I think that's a great way to, to close this out, actually. Uh, I think
0: the title of this podcast should be We Are All The Things.
1: <laughs> dude, We Are All The Things. It's happening. <laughs> Tony, um, hey, any, any final thoughts? Anything uh, you wanted to share that we didn't cover?
0: Um, oh, God. Um, no, or where where can so. people
1: connect with you, rather?
0: Okay, so on Instagram, uh, the handle is just Tony Dion, T-O-N-I-D-E-I-O-N. Um, Twitter, I believe it's Tony, T-O-N-I underscore Dion, D-E-I-O-N. Um, and if I do get my art page up, I will be back with that handle as well. But
1: Right on. <laughs>
0: I'll
1: look out for that.
0: <laughs> Thank you. You sparked it.
1: Okay, okay. Awesome. I'm honored. <laughs> Well, cool. Um, Tony, uh, definitely, um, you know, stay in touch. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, keep speaking up for the animals and veganism. Stay strong and yeah, keep killing it on the pitch. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks
0: for having me.
1: It's been a pleasure. For sure. And anytime you're in Maryland, hit me up. Uh, actually, know. you know what? I'm actually going to uh, Central Florida in a week. So if you're down, oh, um, okay. you know, let's meet up. Cool. Yeah, let's meet. Okay. All right. Thanks, Tony. Thank you.